Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Welcome to Talking Trots with Mort and Michael Radley on SEN Track. Hello and welcome. It's Friday, which means two things. Talking Harness WA on SEN Track 657 and also Gloucester Park tonight. And what a big card it is tonight. A couple of really great races and... Chicago Bull last week, he uh, he was much better than he has, has been his two previous starts, but there's still some question marks as he's getting to full fitness. Tonight's another great test for him, so we'll have a chat about that race and deep dive into a few races with our man Scott Bomber-Hill, and we'll also catch up with BK over uh, in the East to give us a few uh, tips. And uh, big special guest tonight, trainer of uh, one of the best horses in WA Shockwave, Absolutely. and also a great chance tonight in the Group 1 Pearl with uh, what are the odds in... Ryan Bell, and we'll chat to Ryan in just a moment, but it's a big welcome to Glenn Mortimer. How are you, Morts? Uh, morning, uh, Midget Michael. <laughs> yes. uh, Radley is uh, I'm on the smallest not on his uh, normal chair, and he's, uh, I'm towering <laughs> over the top of him this morning. Uh, great to be here as always. Big night of harness action ahead at Gloucester Park tonight. Lavra Joe taking on Too Fast, Too Serious. That should be great to see. Bel Catherine, Patrona Star, and the Bull, and the Bull drawing nine. The two-year-old Pearl Classic, that draw has really made it a very interesting race. And then to top it off, we've got the West Side three-year-old fillies with Black Jack Baby coming back to the track. So it should be a great night. Before you get into the questions you want to ask me, yeah. uh, Mighty Ronaldo, he scratched. Any uh, news there? Yeah, no, he's uh, he's okay. Uh, we had uh, we just took a precaution. Um, and we heard on the, the side of safety for the horse. So we've withdrawn him. He possibly could have raced, but I think for punter integrity yep. and the well-being of the horse, the right decision's been made. So um, that, unfortunately, will put him out of uh, next Friday night's yeah, Westbred Classic, big which big is blood. a real shame. But um, big shout-out to Pinjarra Harness Racing Club on an excellent day last Monday. There was yep. a great crowd well, down there. It was great up until that race five. <laughs> We won't talk about that. Race one was super. <laughs> now, look, I've got no time for 3 and 30 with Rads today. Okay, all right. Okay, and the, uh, the reason being was I was just going to bang on again about programming and yeah. the lack of consultation yeah. with uh, some of the key stables, and I've decided not to do okay. that. And right. Then you read some tweets on Twitter, and I think yeah. I'll just leave the 3 and 30. Wait. It's a positive show, and we've got Ryan Ballon. He's, uh, so, so you, you, I think... I think uh, just before we do go on, I'll ask you one. Sure. Because you asked, you, you text me straight away on um, the the Jules Day, the uh, camera angles. I the, loved it. The drones were outstanding. I'm not a big fan of those ISO shots because it takes away from actually watching the whole field and you can't tell how everything's going. But I thought those drone shots was and probably the best ones we've seen as well. Queensland's tried it, but I think the way that they did it at the Jules was fantastic. Yeah, look, it just gave you a really good insight on a, that particular part of the track where horses were making their move. And you could actually see where the 
you were going to get a run, where you were going to go, and I thought it was good, and it just adds something yep. to the racing, so it was brilliant. All right. Uh, before we get into Ryan, this segment's brought to you by Bayswater Mazda. It's open for business at 8 a.m. On, uh, on a weekday, and our man Anthony will be there. Driving's better in a Bayswater Mazda, and no one knows that better than you, Mortz, who Mate, drives are, a Bayswater They Mazda. are beautiful, beautiful cars, beautifully appointed inside, luxurious, very quiet. So get down and see the team down there at Bayswater Ma- uh, Mazda. Yeah, corner of Guildford and Garrett Roads in Bayswater. All right, let's get into, uh, let's speak to our first guest. But before we do, let's go back to the heats of the Group 1 Pearl Classic. And the fastest qualifier was the very promising What Are The Odds? A touch they go. And What Are The Odds raced away. Rock on tops out wide trying to work home. And Jackpot Joe's battling on. Then Ideal Secret. Al Capone worked into the clear. And they're well clear of the rest of the field. Griffin Lodge is back towards last now. 28-8 in the third quarter. And what are the odds? Has powered right away. One of the best two-year-olds in the state has race clear. It's about 15 metres in front. Jackpot Joe's running a good race on the outside. Rock on top is down the outside. And Ideal Secret is battling on. Then came Al Capone. But it's going to be a very easy win to what are the odds. Raced away from Jackpot Joe. Al Capone runs to third. But what are the odds? Bolted in. Yeah, he was uh, very good. What are the odds? That's win number four from only start number seven. Two minors in there, and uh, it gives me great pleasure to welcome in his trainer, Ryan Bell. Ryan, welcome to the show, and um, this fella's really, really, um, he's always shown ability, but he's really starting to put it together. Yeah, good morning, fellas. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, he is a nice uh, two-year-old. He's got a bit of speed and versatility about him, and um, yeah, he's pretty handy to have. And he's got a lot of bottom as well. Like a, a couple of those races, you've you've had to use him, and and he's just kept on coming. Yeah, he. I think I think that might be a bit his way of liking is uh, just being out minding his own business and rolling along a bit. Uh, I'm not saying he's he can crunch a horse or anything or do. Yeah, he, he couldn't do a Labrador Joe, that's for sure. But he <laughs> not um, many horses he, can. <laughs> No, exactly. He's got he's got that speed to burn, and, and and he can carry the speed for a good thousand meters, which is a good asset to have. And he came home in a very sharp fifty six nine to win, very easily in his pearl heat. But a tricky draw tonight, uh, Ryan. How how do you assess the race? Oh, it's a very hard race, Glenn. He, I just, uh, part of me would like to roll forward, but. At what cost is that going to happen? Um, and being two-year-olds, you just don't know what... A lot of these horses went into the heats uh, first up for a month to six weeks, so you can only imagine they're going to improve off it, a bit like our bloke. Uh, so he's he's not home and hose, that's for sure, and he's going to have to earn the win if he is to win. Yeah, well, he's certainly very, he's certainly very capable, and he goes into the race, you know, coming off a, uh, an exceptional... Um, heat and coming home in 56.9 so it's uh it's going to be interesting to see how that race you know pans out there's some really nice horses in there the main uh, the main danger all of them (laughs) (laughs) two-year-old racing guys uh, you can't you can as good as you think your horse is you can never go in there thinking that oh that's the one to beat or there's only that one to beat it's two-year-olds you just never know how much they're going to improve uh, between runs and yeah, I never go. The the one horse that does stand out a little bit to me is the Mickey Taker. Obviously, having a good association with Aiden, I know he's going to improve out of sight. You know, he beat us uh, a couple of starts ago. Uh, we weren't exactly a hundred percent that night, but the one thing I will say coming out of our heat is 
the arrogance that my bloke won with was very good to see. You know, like he, he I know he painted the rail, but he reeled off 30 quarters and still finished it off in a 56. If that was an older horse, you'd be extremely happy. So, and Mickey G never pulled the plugs, and he said he could have gone another lap. So that's that's the one positive I've got going into tonight is. Yeah, he he really come on in the heat and and made everyone take notice. So, hopefully they do. Mate, you bought him at the uh, APG sales. Uh, what what do you like about him? He's, he's by betting line. Who was I think it was his first season as a sire. Um, who's a, who's a son of betters delight. But there, I suppose there was a little bit of uncertainty. What what do you like about him? Uh, I really love I really love the Mark Three cross. Mick, like, uh, and generally outspoken was a Mark III mare who was very fast. She was a little bit wayward, but she was very fast. And being betting line, um, I thought was the best betting line, better's delight son out in the catalogue. And I just, you know, watched replay and replay after him and just really liked the way he went about his business and really liked the type of horse he was. And this bloke was actually not on our pick. We had him as a reserve. We like, we looked, we seen him. Oh, about 10 weeks before the sale and then four weeks before the sale. And, and he'd come on all right, but he was a little bit dropped back and, you know, a little bit heavy up in front. And he wasn't exactly the the pick of the bunch, but we had him as a reserve. And we actually we actually got him after the sale because he was fairly early in the sale and I didn't want to commit to a horse when I had others that I wanted um, that early in the sale. So we went back afterwards. Uh, the um, Levine family won that raffle uh, that was on offer, the APG raffle for the sale, and they wanted to buy a horse and had a few owners that wanted a bits and pieces of a horse. So we went back and bartered with Kevin Charles afterwards, and he wanted he wanted 30 and I just kept bartering and bartering and I'm quite proud of myself that I beat Kevin <laughs> Charles in a barter. Uh, ju- just as we shook hands with 25,000, Kim Prentice was making a deal with Cody for 27,000, but uh, Kevin Charles and I had already shook hands. So, um, oh, and, and then that made me, that made me feel even better knowing that Kim Prentice liked the horse. Cause I rate him as one of the best judges of yearlings going around. So, um, he certainly is. yeah, yeah. It yeah. was meant to be. You, you must, you must, you, you spend a lot of time at the yearling sales, and you, you've had a great success. And we'll talk about Shockwave in a moment, who's another Mac Three uh, from that uh, who buyback three. Um, you, you do a lot of study. How, how did you learn about uh, your way of picking at yearlings? Because you, you, as I said, you've had great success. Yeah, I think the bottom line was to go with your gut feeling. Um, when I first started looking at you so the first ever yearling I bought was Shinzig Buller and obviously we bought him for 6k and and um he won us 300,000 and obviously a golden nugget winner and then the next couple I brought were better bred than him nicer going horses than him and couldn't run out of sight so (laughs) I nearly gave up on the yearling sale but then but you know you didn't back then I was I was a guy going to the yearling sales that to spend 10 to 15,000 now I've got the clientele behind me and I can spend, you know, what I want pretty much, you know, um, which is a good thing to have. So you look at the better horses and you just, we just learned as we went on, Mick, that, you know, got to look for more correctness. I went to the Melbourne sales a couple, a few years ago and we brought Perfect Mac, who's obviously Soho, the first or second foal out of, um, Pixel Perfect, which is Soho, Tribeca, Carlos Pixel and all them. And he was a good horse to us. He was just the worst one out of the family, yeah. which is quite sad. <laughs> and he still won 140000 for us. So, yeah. um, so we, we, just, we just got... The bottom line is we just got to 
pick better horses, you know, like he, I've, uh, you know, but I also do look at the horse individually that I don't necessarily go for the breeding. I go remember what the broodmare um, done as a racehorse and, and just try and remember what she did and watch replays and then go and have a look at the horse individually and let them tell me if I like them, you know, so we, we do a lot, a lot of one percenters like Charles as we go out and put them on the walker a month out and jog them up for 15 minutes and take their heart rate, just little stuff like that. So, but at the end of the day, uh, um, mum and dad can't help them on the track is one of my biggest motto. <laughs> and that's why I go for what I like to see in a horse rather than the breeding. Well, you've done very well in securing that horse for $25,000 yeah. and there's absolutely no doubt that this horse is going to repay himself uh, many times over and I agree with the comment 100%. When Kim Prentice is looking at a yearling, uh, there's normally a very good reason. So fortunately, you're able to get the handshake in uh, just in time and secure him and um, yeah, he's yeah. going to be very, very, he's going to be a main player in that race tonight in, in what looks to be a, a, a cracking pearl. Um, Shockwave, how's he going? Yeah, he he's very well, Glenn. He uh, I could have started him on Friday, but I just went for my gut feeling and thought, you know, as much as I think he was forward enough to go Friday, and uh, I thought another week at home of just doing more miles on the track uh, would be more benefit for him than going to the races. And if something went wrong in the races, like if he had to take off or he got caught wide or you know I would never forgive myself if it all turned bad for him you know and, and took a bit out of him because the main aim the plan all along was to have two trials and then go straight into the winter cup which is how I started him first up last time when he careered away out in front obviously he won't, we won't do that again but <laughs> he um and then after his first trial like you could not have got a more perfect four horse trial than what that was at Pinjara the other day like they run a bit of time he pulled out at the 500 and you know what even though it was only a four horse trial it was a good trial and he comes through it so well that's why I opted to start him on Friday but then the more I sat on it and spoke to Kevin about it the more we just put him first and thought no stick to the plan trial him on Sunday and and go into the winter cup well I can tell you what we're all certainly looking forward to him coming back and and getting back on the track um some of those clashes we saw when he was last in work were just fantastic and we look forward to seeing uh, some more of those, that's for sure. Must be a lot of pressure uh, when you're training arguably the best horse in uh, Western Australia, Ryan? Uh, yeah, it is a lot of pressure, but it's a it's a good problem to have, isn't it? It's like it's, um, yeah, he, you know, he, he hasn't, he he's not exactly an easy horse to train. Like he has, he has these fair few issues, um, but he, in, in saying that, what I have to deal with makes up for it for when he goes to the races, you know, like it's nothing when he goes to race because he's never, ever run a bad race for us, never. Like from day one he started racing, he's always been at the top of his crop and and he's just never run a bad race. The only time that it looks like a bad race is barrier draw or circumstances of the race have stopped him from earning. So, yeah, he's a pretty good problem to have. Yeah, let's that's, that's hope that uh, because it must have been devastating for you, right, during the Cups as well when, you know, he was probably going, you know, right up there in career best form. Um, it must have been devastating. But uh, thankfully that it, it hasn't taken too much out of him and uh, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a major problem, was it, Ryan? It was just that he no. needed a bit of time. 
Yeah, he it wasn't as it turned out, it was definitely viral related. He wasn't the only yeah. horse in the stable that had a mishap that whole month. I, I'd been last the start of last year I broke in a fair few yearlings and they just brought in disease after disease after disease. Yeah. I, I was just battling um snotty noses for a good eighteen months and it's only just now that all my whole like we we stopped fumigated the whole property and cleaned everything out and all my horses are just starting to get back competitive now so it's been a long process and um yeah it 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 was what it was mick we couldn't we couldn't change that i'm you know i'm pretty confident that if everything went our way we could have made the pacing cup just on treatment but obviously that wouldn't have been the right thing by the horse you know so we gave him a good spell he'd never in his life since the time he started racing had more than three to four weeks in the paddock and this time he had 12 weeks so um you can only imagine that that's done him the world of good uh and yeah he definitely has come back bigger better and stronger but i don't know i don't know what it is i know how senior felt every time those times he's tried to go to new zealand cup because every time we sat down to organize a plane to get him over east something went wrong (laughs) (laughs) it was just it's a jinx i swear to god it's the biggest jinx going around (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, it's it's always hard travelling, particularly from over here, over east. But uh, Ryan, it's great to have him back next week. Uh, it's got a you know really, I think I think he's such a special horse. It's oh, got to have him. It's got to have him back. Uh, great to have him back. And uh, mate, good luck tonight in the Pearl Classic because um, you've got a real live chance, and uh, uh, you'll be carrying plenty of the punters' money, mate. So good luck. Appreciate it, fellas. Anytime. Cheers. Good on you, Ryan Bell. There's a trainer of uh, uh, Shockwave. And um, what are the odds? Who's got a great chance tonight? And he does a great job. He's very good at picking those those two-year-olds out, and he has great success. No, it, was, it was very interesting just listening to, you know, like he said, mum and dad can't help you out in the yeah. out in the track there. But uh, it was really interesting, and um, he's a real live hope tonight. And looking forward to seeing Shockwave back. Can't All right. wait. We watched the uh, jewels on on the weekend, Morts. Wow. <laughs> a couple of big performances. Uh, the two-year-old, the three-year-old filly was outstanding in better twist. That was just something out of this world to, to do what she she did. You know, being three wide the trip virtually, uh, a half sister to um, uh, King of Swing. King of Swing, uh, and but the stable mate <laughs> for the Hayden Cullen stable, uh, Cooter. That was wow. something to be believed, wasn't it? Really was. It was. Um, it just you could see Mark Purden just trying to get the horse to pace. Uh, out of the gate and, you know, finished up a long way back from where he obviously wanted to be or thought he would be, but just very cool and just got into the right spot and on the turn to be five and six wide, you thought, well, he'd, be just, he'd just be lucky to win and to win the way he did, yeah. like the rest were just nailed to the track, was amazing. Ten lengths by a nose by a neck and he was last, <laughs> about the 600 or second last anyway, All right? And it was and a good field too, oh, It was a great, great field. field. And, and, you know, you're so fine. has got to be out here in WA in the not-too-distant future and he's got to be prove a, a really hard horse to beat over here. So uh, as we go to the break, let's uh, go, back a we- uh, go back a week and listen to a cooter just demolish the two-year-old Emerald Field on uh, Jules Day. Major Akuta's got five lengths to make up and a wall of horses in front of him and there followed Franco Mack, Mr. Ibiza. Well back is uh, going to be here. Arden's Horizon in the last Mercury Rising. 28-8 was the back straight quarter. They come for home and here's Mr. Ibiza let loose by Mark Purden and look at him go. He sails home down the outskirts of Cambridge Raceway. Bang! Par excellence Akuta. Oh! 
Mussini may well be. You're listening to Talking Trots with Morton and Michael Radley on SEN Track. This is Talking Trots with Morton and Michael Radley on SEN Track. A little bit dangerous. It's about to get into the clear, but Major Times is quickly racing after Chicago Bull. Bell Catherine is working around the outside, going into third place now with Volton Tin battling on. And then came Rock Me Over as they corner. Chicago Bull lifting on the bend. Chicago Bull clear by two metres. Major Times, Bell Catherine has raced into third and then came Volton Tin. But in front, Chicago Bull, Major Times coming. It was a 28 and a half third quarter. It's done. Chicago Bull in because Major Times races to the front and Major. Major Times goes home to beat Chicago Bull. Bell Catherine 15 metres away, third. There you cause the upset Major Times, defeating Chicago Bull, who uh, led, looked a little bit disappointing, but it was an improvement from the week before. Did beat the wrestler field by four lengths, so they had to take something out of the race. He backs up tonight, uh, and he goes around draw nine this week, 3.40 on tab touch. Uh, um Petronas Star is 440. Uh, Ideal Liner drawn the pole at 650. Bell Catherine $7 stroke like the other runner under double figures at 950. All drawn inside him. And uh, uh, we're welcome in Bomber Hill here, Morts. Our man Bomber. And what did you think of uh, Chicago Bulls run last week, Bomber? Yeah, I thought he was actually pretty good. Um, taking into account, you know, he's, he's nine years old now. He's, uh, you know, he's going to take a few runs to get to his top. And yeah, that was a pretty brutal quarter down the back. And, uh, yeah, I thought he was yeah definitely a pass mark. I, yeah, yeah, tough again to not from where he is. But, he, yeah, he's not far away. Yeah, yeah, it's good to, good to see he actually he, he actually came back to some of his best form. They did beat the rest by four lengths. Yeah. So there, yeah. there, was, there was certainly credit, uh, credit into uh, his run. So hopefully he continues to improve. And then we've got Shockwave coming back next week, possibly. So <laughs> it's going to be great trolls. Yes, as we great racing Ryan. coming up. All right, this segment's brought to you by Loans 123, Car Loans Debt Consolidations, all your personal finance, who do you see? The Nude Nuts, Steve Sell. Yep, loans123.com.au and Mort's. If, if the Nude Nut can't sort you rads, then I don't think there's any hope for you. No, absolutely not. He is the best, so make sure you get in touch with Steve Sell. Yep. All right, let's have a look at the first race we're going to uh, have a look at of the four races today, and it is race number two, the... Go one better with Westrell, our uh, great mate Albert Wormsley and the team out there and do a great supporters of, uh, of racing and all your blinds and awnings, all that sort of stuff. Go and see uh, Albert at Westrell. Uh, B17 has drawn the pole at $9. Blue Blazer at $5. Pierre Whippy at 12 Blackjack Zack at 26 Raka Sink, the favourite, 205 into $1.70. Tours Delight at 31 The Black Cardinal at 34 Vespa, 26 uh, El Guerrero at $15. That's the front line. And off the back, we have Henwood Bay at $13. A major stare at $16. Bomber, Raka Sick, been, been in great form. Got plenty of bottom. How do you see this race? Yeah, absolutely no shock at all to see the the even money knocked off this bloke. He's, he's in really good form. As you said, his last run showed that he's right at the top of his game. And I can see two scenarios here. And, 
most likely, the only one that could cross would be Al Guerrero, drawn nine. But over the longer trip, he's not going to get the trip. So I'd, I'd be surprised if they do light him up. But even if he does, there's some chance Rakasin can work around to the top. Um, regardless, whether he leads, sits in the breeze, I just can't find a scenario here where he's not too good for them. He's, he loves the trip and we'll just grind them into the ground, whether he's in front or in the breeze, I think. And, yeah, I think we can bet around him all night, and he's our, he's our banker for the night, for sure. Looking at the last word, which is supplied to us by our very good friend Tim Walker at Tab Radio. Number five, Rakasink bounce back from last week's run well. The distance suits, just like you said, uh, Bomber. And our man Kyle Harper on Al Guerrero still waiting on a draw, so... I would say it doesn't suit them to light him up tonight like you suggested. So Rakasink, very hard to beat. I can hear a lot of confidence coming up. What's the staking plan for this one, Bomber? Yeah, he's our, on another pretty tricky night. He's our banker. Hopefully he covers us. And, uh, yeah, we're going to go a five-unit bet, Rakasink. Five units. Great way to start the night. Oh. Just, just unbelievable. That's yeah. the way we want Plenty you've, of confidence to start the night. You've got Rads out of his very small yeah, yeah. chair here <laughs> after that. I've stood up. I've stood up. <laughs> I'm out of the baby seat. <laughs> We're loading up the five units. Beautiful. All right, the next race we've got to look at is the feature event of the night. It's the Group 1 two-year-old Pearl Classic over 2130 metres, and this race is an absolute cracker. The barrier draws made it uh, outstanding a betting event. And let's have a look at the uh, Tab Touch market, the brand that funds the industry. The Beachmaster, drawn the pole, $26.00. Who's the dad? Six fifty. Idolize at twenty six dollars. The Mickey Taker is the favourite at three ten. Flowrider, the sales classic winner at four eighty. Blackjack, uh, Black Pot Joe at ten dollars. What are the odds at three thirty? In from four dollars. So the best uh, supported horse so far. Northern Gaze at sixty one dollars. The Running Camel at eighty one. Hello to the Running Camel, uh, and it's the front line. So no favours for the draw for Team Bond and the Running Camel. Uh, and inside the back line, we've got Rock on top at $9, Al Capone at $34, and the wild card $91. Bomber, great race. Which way are we going? It is a ripper race, and as you touched on, geez, we've been lucky with these feature races with the draws just making the race, really. There's quite a few that are this year that you know, had a certain horse drawn one or two, the race the was over. Yeah, yeah, we've just been so lucky with the draws that have set up super races, and I think this is another one. So with that in mind, went for a bit of value with Rock on top. I think he sits three pegs. Who's the dad looks the leader? Um, four, five, and seven all looking to roll forward, and, and that'll ensure some pretty good tempo. And we know three pegs in these feature races, generally the gaps open up. And if they do for this bloke, he's quite capable of ripping a really, really quick last sectional. And I, I think as long as the gaps come, he's going to give us a, a great sight over the last 400. Exactly, Bomber, and just uh, Aidan DeCampo in the last word. It's a perfect draw for him. He's really fast over 400, should be in the finish if he gets clear running that last 400. Uh, Ryan Bell, what are the odds? And we had Ryan on earlier and wouldn't mind a bit of the $12 that was in the... Uh, <laughs> but uh, awkward draw, too much speed underneath us. He's very well, but I can't see how he gets into it, so... Interesting race, and Chris Vocon, who's the dad? It's a great draw. Each way chance leading is a good possibility. Like you said, Bomber, this draw has really made this race very interesting. What's the staking plan for this one? Yeah, he's a one-unit bet rock on top. Like you said, he's going to need a bit of luck from, from the draw, but 
yeah, it's just, it's a great stalking draw if, it, if the luck does come and he's very, very quick. So, yeah, one unit. All right, that's race number six, the feature event, the Pearl. Uh, we've spoken about a couple of really good races, and I tell you what, race number four is an outstanding race. Small but select field. In the market, we have the pole market total about 750. Too fast, too serious in barrier five at 350. Boom time at 950. And Laverage O warming up for the West Bread against the older horses. He's a short price favourite at $1.50. He's going to have to do the work again against some really, really good oppor- opposition. It's like a junior free for all, and it's going to be great to see. Uh, him clash against some really promising horses. As we go to the break, let's listen to one of those promising horses who returned to the winners of this last week in Too Fast, Too Serious. To the turn, though. Too Fast, Too Serious in front of Henwood Bay. Major stares out wider. Burning rubbers back on the inside in the straight. No third quarter available. And the leader, Too Fast, Too Serious. Major stare is down the outside. Battling on Burning Rubber and Henwood Bay. Too Fast, Too Serious in front of Burning Rubber and Major stare. And Too Fast, Too Serious. Too good. One by six metres, Burning Rubber. A metre and a half away. Major stare. Fourth home was Henwood Bay. You're listening to Talking Trots with Morts and Michael Radley on SEN Track. This is Talking Trots with Morts and Michael Radley on SEN Track. Right behind the pacemaker and taking the mickeys under a lot of pressure as Eagle Royalty's going well. Eagle Royalty clear. From second, Sonic Susie taking the mickey, trying to come back at Sonic Susie. Nothing else in the race. See the world and then Extraordinary Mary. But in the straight, Eagle Royalty in front. Sonic Susie's trying hard. Eagle Royalty's got the lead from Sonic Susie. Eagle Royalty in front. Sonic Susie trying. Wonderful to flies. Flying late. Eagle Royalty in front. Sonic Susie's got it. Wonderful to flies. Got the pair of them. All over the top from last wins for Shane Young. Wonderful to fly. Yeah, she was very good, wonderful survive. She's always shown a lot of ability and been in the mix, but I'll tell you what, um, she's because she, she's shown bottom and they've driven her like a tough horse. Drove her with a sit last week, Shane Young, and she she proved she was explosive as well. Yeah, very much so. She would she trialled like that the week before at Pinjarra as well, and um, absolutely flew home and grabbed him. So yep, great, um, uh, great for Shane Young. Terrific drive. Yep, she's a very good filly by uh, Fly Like an Eagle. Uh, this segment is brought to you by Retrovision, your local WA electrical appliance specialist. RAC members receive an additional 5% every day, Morts. That's on. Uh, they do, but this weekend, oh, tell me. it's RAC double discount oh, weekend. So not 5%, you get 10%, Rads. So you need that new Apple product or whatever you might need, 10% this weekend at your local the, Retrovision The only store. decision I need to make is... Which store to go to? Correct. Cannington, Joondalup. Yep, because you're in there most weekends. I am. So it's just a matter <laughs> they of know who I am. They, they think I'm stalking, <laughs> which is an issue. <laughs> All right, let's have a look at race number seven, the next race we're going to have a look at and uh, analyse. And it's over the 2130 metres. And we've got Better Packet at 370 in from 850. Open 850 on Tab Touch into 370. So there's a correction. Uh, at a Tarantella at 330. A smooth Rye at $5. Millwood Gucci at 41 Benasari Lane, the Oaks winner at $10. Radiant Amber at 21 Miss Lamar at 41 Miss Limelight at $5. Star of the Class, 51 And Sagano at $5. Which way are we going here, Bomber? With Sagano here, she's the mayor. She gets back to mayor's class for the first time in a few runs. And I actually think the pole mark is going to probably hold up here. But uh, regardless, Sagano, worse, she finishes with three pegs. 
and looks to be a bit of pressure on. So, um, yeah, she can be pretty strong, laid off a soft run. Far from disgraced in harder races the last couple and, uh, yeah, with the one, two, four all looking to uh, put some early speed and maybe even mid-race tempo into it, she can be the beneficiary with some clear air late. So, uh, yeah, I think she's a really, really good chance at a nice price. Christopher Voke on a better packet. If she could lead and dictate, she'll be hard to beat. Our man, Lindsay Harper, she seems to be an out-and-go horse. That sounds to me like they're... Um Going to launch and nice draw for uh, Sagano each way. So, which what, what's the the staking plan in race seven, number ten? Yeah, I think she's uh, probably double her the price. I I, I rated her as long as that uh, bit of luck comes. So, just we'll go one unit bet. And we may even if we wait, I think we'll get probably close to seven dollars. I can see she'll continue to drift. Okay, like it. Great work. All right, and the final race we're going to look at is race number 10 and an 11 race card tonight, early start. And the first race uh, is at uh, 5.45, uh, I think it is. So I'll, I'll check that uh, as we have a look at race number 10. You should probably know that, Mike. Oh, sure. It's been a long week. It <laughs> started Monday. Although Wednesday was good with New South Wales winning, I've got to say that. Um, this is the uh, West Side three-year-old Colts and Geldings over the uh, 2130 metres, and we've got Chance Eclipse at $6.00. Uh, Resolution at 91, Make It Quick at 31, uh, Strawny at $26, uh, Patitude at $6, The Favourite Power Play, 215 into $1.95, Armour Einstein at 290, Class and Smart at 91, and uh, Per Adua Asastrana at $17. Did I get that right? I've been waiting for that all morning to see how you're going to go. <laughs> not a bad attempt. Not a bad attempt. <laughs> well, not great at Latin. Which way are we going here, Bomber? <laughs> Uh, this is one identified as, as one of the better bets of the night as well. He's, he's the class horse in the race, and that's power play. Unless Patitude is driven off the gate and fires up, uh, he just rolls straight to the top, and I can't see how they beat him. He's a three-time winner from four around this track when leading. Only other time he was beaten, he did a mountain of work. And he showed last start at Pinjarra, he's somewhere near his best when he led and was run down by a couple of very, very nice horses, and there's no such quality here. Even if uh, Patitude does want to hold the front, he, he'll fire up if he's driven off the gate and, and that'll create enough space for power play to drop in behind and just have the truesy run, I think. So, yeah, once again, can't see too many scenarios where we're going to have many troubles here. So really, really keen power play. Peradura ad Astra. There you go. That's a tricky one. Um, what does it mean, Bot? Uh, I'll let Michael... Uh, he's the... Um, I'd, I'd imagine it's something, something to do with the stars. Yeah. But Chris, play, uh, Chris Lewis on power play, he should go well. I think he's the best in it coming off Monday's run. He's not far away. So some confidence there from Chris Lewis and some confidence from our man Bomber to go out in the last betting race of the night with a bang, which we know Michael uh, yes. really enjoys. So what's the staking plan? Race 10, number six, power play. Yeah, we're going to go big again. Power play, three units. It's looking to bookend with a couple of big bets and uh, very, very confident with both. I like it. I like it. Well, I'd imagine that Astro means something to do with the stars and he's by father of the stars, I'd imagine, being a Bob Fowler. So, uh, yes. Uh, Through struggles to the stars is what it means. Right. There we go. 
you're you learning well something done. new every day on this. I'm on just this looking show. forward to uh, looking forward to hearing Richie in the call. <laughs> it goes okay as well. <laughs> yeah, but that, that is a tricky one. Yeah, that goes, is a tricky one. Goes okay. Yeah. Well, mate, thanks for your time. Great to see New South Wales win the state of origin on. Uh, on Wednesday night, I hope you hope you tipped them in your tipping contest. Uh, sure <laughs> yeah, it was great to see. And, if you know, we have, uh, if, if power play and Raka sinker as easy watches that, we'll be pretty happy. Yeah, <laughs> certainly will. It was very good. I, I actually watched it with a running camel. <laughs> we, had, we had a couple of beers, and good to see I've converted into New South Wales. All right, thanks, thanks, Mum. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Have a great night. All right. As we get to the break, the, one of the features last week was um, the four- and five-year-old West Red. And as we get to the break, let's uh, listen to that. And she's our hope was just too good. It's four and five deep, trying to put in a big burst, coming off the back at a Tarantella in front from 55 Reborn. She's our hope is thundering around the outside. Delightful reactions just off her now, but look at She's our hope coming with a big run wide out as raced up 255 Reborn and at a Tarantella. 30.1 was the second quarter, no third quarter, and She's our hope sped to the front. The class runner of the field raced away from at a Tarantella. Back behind them, 55 Reborn. Shamaya Bettle packet from the clouds flying, but an easy win. She's our hope bolts in. She's our hope one easily from Ada Tarantella. You're listening to Talking Trots with Morts and Michael Radley on SEN Track. This is Talking Trots with Morts and Michael Radley on SEN Track. In behind the leader. They were followed by Lura Blake, who was in the 1 1. Now comes up three deep as Race Choice has put the pressure. 408's working home, and the others are headed by JOK. How much left in the tank for Ignatius? 28 for the quarter. He gets busy. Here comes Lura Blake, and quickly Lura Blake gives Iggy the go by. Has raced to the lead here, Lura Blake. Trying hard on the outside of runners there is Pocket of Terror. JOK's hammering home with 408, but this is often gone. It's going to be an easy one at the end for Lurum Lake and Lurum Lake beats JOK 408 Yeah Lurum Lake there by roll with Joe, soaring plenty of winners at the moment, had a Jules winner on uh, Sunday, he's uh, also uh, got a, a standout over here in Leverage Joe and he won the JD Watts Memorial, what a legend JD Watts was, the whole family, the Watts they are just about the nicest family, Colin Watts uh, who's just an, an absolute legend, he drove Yamamoto to win an Inter-Dominion in the Trotters and uh, his son Graham, who's a fantastic fellow who works in the thoroughbreds now, drove actually brought to Canorama to Perth okay. um, and won a heat and just a, a great family. But he was a legend. Drove in the first Inter Dominion here in 1936. JD Watts. And of course, a very exciting role with Joe, who's turned up in Boyan Up. So yes. we look forward to seeing the, how he goes in his from, career from the nutrient sale. So uh, got here safely, which is a good thing. Our man BK's on the line. How are you, Ben? I'm very well. I'm uh, I'm a bit disappointed he didn't play one of those. Fantastic backline tries from the New South Wales Blues on Wednesday night as the lead-in, but we'll we'll take my angle. It was actually a decent result for me that race. I had something JOK the place there at around three dollars fifty, so that was nice that race. Oh, beautiful! All right, mate. Newcastle today. What have you got for us? Okay, we're going to start off in the first, hopefully. And Mitch Chappell's got a nice one down the bottom here, number ten, La Cabeza Gem. It's had two starts back from a spell this time. Uh, first up was sixth in the behind a horse called Vincent Van Gogh, which is flying over here in New South Wales. So there was no real disappointment that it ran sixth there. Um, they flew home in a 55 half. I think this one ran 55 and changed for its half. 
I can't see anything else in this race that can run that quick for a half. Um, it just simply looks like it's a better horse than it's six from 13 career. It's won five from 11 over the distance, five from nine over the track. It led last start and gallop last time, so I'm going to give that one. I'm just going to go on its first start back from the spell there where, it, like I said, it only ran six of 10, but it went a really quick half, and I think it's just too quick for these horses down in grade. Around the $2.20 mark should be able to get us off in nice style there. Then we're going to go to race two, and <clears throat> anyone listening to New South Wales, they'll know that uh, our commentator likes to call number four Yosemite, not Yosemite, which is, uh, <laughs> always makes me laugh a little bit, this one. But this is from my man, Clayton Harmy, and I think this one's going okay. It's $18. We're going to have something each way on this one tonight. It's come up against number six, Debarbo, which is uh, really fine for Jack's trainer. One of the horses that came over from WA, we've seen a big exodus of these horses here that have managed to come over and be well-graded in New South Wales. And it's it's one nine out of ten or something, this horse. But to be honest, I think it's been placed pretty well by Jack Trainer. I think, I'm think i not sure it's any star. I just think that they've placed it well. And this one's drawn uh, number four here. Yosemite, Yosemite. Uh, I think it can get into the, go forward at the start. Probably lob like the one by one here. And I think at each way odds, $18 and around three, 350 a place. Definitely worth something here. Race two, number four, Yosemite. And then we're going to finish with race five. And I like number four, Brexit. It's flying this horse. Hasn't had any luck. It's miles down in grade around the $2.70, $2.80 mark. Last start, very good second from the one by one. Uh, behind Money Honey, and they went 155-1 here. That's way quicker than anything else can go, in my opinion, in this race. Number three, Blazing Shannon's going okay. It's the odds-on favourite, but uh, and, it, and it has probably drawn to lead inside it. But Brexit is going pretty well, and it could even sit in a chair and beat these ones. A little saver on the seven, Marika Springfield, which I don't think was suited in the in the wet or whatever it was last week there. But uh, I, I'm quite keen here, race five, number four. But uh, I think one of those three will... Uh, We'll get something for us here tonight at Royal Newcastle. Beautiful, BK. Mate, thanks for your time, and uh, we'll do it all again, all again next week. See you, boys. Have a good weekend. Thank Beautiful. you, BK. I like his confidence tonight. Yeah. 18 Great each-way value on a couple there that he's uh, picked as well, which would get us some, uh, some coin after uh, tonight. And that segment was brought to you by our good mates at Steel Blue Boots, built for comfort, made for work. The best what thing that is... Whatever you trade, we yep. have got your boots. Yep. Another winner for, for Ross on Monday. He just keeps racking Tricky them up. Mickey. Just keeps racking them up. Doesn't he? He's I had, I'd said to him, great win. He said, which one? <laughs> They're just a blur. They just, <laughs> they just keep rolling through. Uh, he's a good man. And uh, steel blue boots, they, they are, uh, as you said, better. Australia's leading supplier of work my, boots. My man Richard was uh, at Gloucester Park yesterday fixing up a few things and Guess what we'll he's wearing? Steel blue. Yeah, steel blue. And, and he's, he's bought another pair, but they're so good they don't wear out. <laughs> so I don't think he's going to get in the wardrobe for yeah, the next three years. Exactly. He's going to get to them. Anyway, yeah, exactly. mate, great show. Hopefully we've found a few winners. Bomber seemed fairly confident. I think he was getting even more confident about Sagano. Very confident. As, as he was talking about it. And BK was obviously very confident and, and great to chat to Ryan. It was a really good insight. To really enjoyed things. that. Yeah. Really enjoyed it and how he... Picks the horses and what yeah. he does, so it was yeah, great. Does a great job. All right, Marks, thanks for your time. Good luck, and we'll uh, see you next week. Bye for now. All right, thanks for your time, and uh, until next week, it is bye for now. <laughs> it's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.